your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Monday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Remember, guys, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Penguins versus Islanders game on Saturday. Um, when I woke up this morning, of course, it's Monday, I was 95% sure that there was a game tonight because I was like, oh, they, they do the couplets things. And then, of course, I remembered that the Penguins were off on Tuesday because the Devils game got postponed. And I think the Devils are going to be off for another week. Um, if we saw the announcement today. There's, I think the Wild are going to be off for a week. Um, the NHL has a major COVID issue right now. Um, it's just, it's bad. Um, I don't even think it got this bad in the NFL. And they just were able to finish their season with Tom Brady, of course, winning his seventh Super Bowl ring. Um, I could wish I could vomit. After saying that, but that's just not going to happen. But yeah, there's just a major COVID issue going on right now. But you know, the point of this was I just I was 95% sure the Penguins were playing tonight because they always play every other night. And then I just saw that they're playing the Islanders on Thursday. So that's some weird scheduling. I guess they were going to go back to New Jersey originally tomorrow and then didn't just go back to the Coliseum on Thursday. So um, weird scheduling. I mean, they should have just played the game tonight and then the Devils game was going to be tomorrow. I know three games in four nights stinks. But, you know, at least this gives some time for some more injured players to come back. I would expect Zach Aston Reese to be back on Thursday. Um, skated today at practice with the, um, the OG Aston Reese Blue Gratanov line that will be the Penguins' third line, I think, moving forward. And, you know, he's he's a player that this team has really missed. I know he doesn't provide a lot of offense and people harp on him for that. And I understand that. Trust me, I do. But, I mean, really good defensive player. Um, and his line with Teddy Bluger and Brandon Tanev is, I think, one of the best third-fourth lines in hockey. So um, it's going to be really nice to see that line reunited. Um, the fourth line, though, they're going to have to just jumble some players together. Jared McCann um, was not practiced today being evaluated for a lower body injury, if I'm not mistaken. And then Mike Matheson gets injured again in practice. He's being evaluated. We have no idea what his status is. So he comes back for one game, gets hurt again. And um, I guess we'll just start there for the Islander game and get some of the negative out of the way. Well, there's going to be a lot of this is going to be negative. We'll just get some of it out of the way now. Um, Mike Matheson stinks. Um, he has not been good in the small sample size that he has shown this season. Um, he moves the puck well up the ice, but defensively, he's just a tire fire. I mean, we know that was his big issue down in Florida, but I mean, he just makes the wrong read every time, I think, in the defensive zone. Um, I just really don't know what he's doing out there. And, you know, I tweeted this out during the game, guys. I mean, once this team gets fully healthy, um, God willing, I think at some point, you know, they get all their defensemen back and Mike Matheson's healthy. I don't see a spot for him on the team. I mean, you're obviously going to go Duma and Latang. Um, do you go P.O. Joseph with John Marino? That's a very good case for that to be made. And then you could put Marcus Pedersen, Chad Riedel. I mean, Cody Cece again is playing well. Um, we're going to get to Cece later on in this episode just to get some of his underlying numbers. Um, but I just don't see a spot in the lineup for Matheson. And that's going to be a very interesting question that well, question, a very interesting situation that the new GM is going to have to monitor. You know, he signed for uh, a millennia at this point. I mean, what is it, six, seven years at 4.5, 4.8 million per. Um, Jim Rutherford really screwed the Penguins up with that trade. Um, you know, the Kapanen trade continues to look good. We're going to touch on him later. Um, the, the Kessel trade continues to look good. You know, he's he's nailed some of these trades the last couple of years, but this Hornquist trade, 
um, just continues to look worse and worse. I mean, Colton Sevier, um, he's not even in the lineup right now. Is he hurt right now? I honestly totally forgot that he's a Penguin. I know he scored a couple goals this year, but I mean, he's just, he's hardly done anything. Um, it's just that trade is just looking terrible. And Matheson, I, I don't know. You know, Like I said, guys, it's a small sample size. Maybe he can turn it around um, when he plays on Thursday. Assuming, I mean, he definitely will if he's healthy. But you know, if he's out for more time, I just I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, P.O. Joseph, he's not going back down to Wilkes-Barre. I mean, that's just not happening. Um, he's going to stay on this active roster. They have a very interesting dilemma. I've talked about it before. Will they trade Marcus Pedersen with, with his uh, newly signed extension? Me personally, I wouldn't do it. Um, but I could easily see the new GM coming in and be like, hey, we need some forward help. We need to create um, a spot for P.O. Joseph in the lineup. We're going to trade Marcus Pedersen um, for just a top nine forward or something like that. But, you know, I hope that's not the case and that they can somehow find a way to get Matheson off the team just because this this fresh start for him is not working right now. Um, other d- players on the defensive side, Chris Letang. Um, you guys know me and know where I stand on Chris Letang. If, you, if this is your first episode, um, I think he's one of the best defensemen in the league. I've loved watching him ever um, since he came into the league with Pittsburgh. Um, I am not one of the Letang haters. I know I'll never really call for him to be traded. You know, the longtime listeners will know that. Um, but he's not right right now, and I will criticize his play. He's been absolute dog shit. These last few games, and honestly, in most of their games this season, I mean, at other times you can see the vintage Latang moments, you know, just with his way he, the way he skates the puck up the ice, the way he just creates chances in the offensive zone. But then you have stuff from the other night. With, it was the tying goal um, halfway through the third period. The Penguins are just destroying the Islanders. They're up three to two. You know, it looks like if they get another goal, which looked like it was coming, you know, it's game over. Just with the way the Penguins were just swarming them, and then. Basically, just a, a harmless chip right around the board is a dump and chase. Um, I originally blamed P.O. Joseph for it. I, I still don't like some of his positioning on the play. But then when I went back and watched it a couple times, it's mainly on Chris Letang because he continued to skate back. P.O. Joseph was kind of already there, and then he just leaves Cal Colorbuck wide open from the net, and then Jari has no chance on that. And it's just like, I mean, I know that probably doesn't happen with Brian Dumoulin on the ice. I guess maybe P.O. Joseph and Chris Letang are feeling each other out a bit. But it's just like he never makes those kind of mistakes. It's just like you see those kind of mistakes from an AHL defenseman. You see that kind of mistake from like a Jack Johnson, a Mike Matheson, you know, sometimes even Cody Cece. But he's just not on his game right now. And it's very concerning for this team. I mean, we, we obviously saw Evgeny Malkin woke up. We're going to touch on him um, in the next segment. But, you know, they're, just, they're not going to go anywhere with Latang playing like this. He's your number one defenseman. He's still signed for a couple more years. Um, we all know you're not going to win without him in the lineup. I know they won the Stanley Cup in 2017, but they were very much better equipped to win that Stanley Cup than they are right now. I mean, if they were to go in the playoffs right now with all their defensemen healthy, except Chris Letang and all their forwards, like they did in 2017, um, they would not win the Stanley Cup. You know, Lightning will not strike, strike twice like that. So yeah, you know, one of the biggest priorities for this team is getting Chris Letang back to the Chris Letang that we all know and love. I know he's a very polarizing figure. In the Penguin fan base, I get it. Some of his mistakes drive you crazy. You know, some of his mistakes the other night were driving me crazy too. He's just not on his game right now. But you know what you do with these kind of players? You stick with them through it. You know, you don't ask for him to be traded. Guy's still one of the best defensemen in the league. You just you kind of hope that he gets through. And if he doesn't, you know, get out of it, then then you know maybe you you can discuss trading him after the season or something like that. But right now, he's my guy. He should be your guy as well. And I hope that you guys stick with him as he goes through this rough patch. 
however long it may be. Um, other stuff about the game. I mean, just overall, I thought this was the best 60-minute effort up for the Penguins this season. I 100% will stand by that. In the first period, they were better. The second period, they were even better in the, fir- the first period. And in the third period, they flat-out dominated the Islanders. It was, I was stunned that they did not win that game. I was stunned that they didn't even get a point out of that game. I mean, that was just a clinic by the Penguins. I've never really seen the Islanders look that bad defensively under Barry Trotz. And yes, I know Barry Trotz hockey is very boring. It's dull. It's straight out of the 1999 Devils where they just... It's just watching your water boil for pasta. It's watching paint dry. I mean, it's it's a terrible product, but you know, that's just... That's how their team wins, and I know they're not that good this year. Coming into that game, I think they had 19 goals in nine games, which is like two goals per game. And of course, the Penguins give up four goals because that's just that's Penguins hockey this year, guys. They just they can't get out of their own way defensively. Goaltending was bad again, and you know we're going to touch on the goaltending um, coming out after this commercial break because I'm starting to get really sick and tired of Tristan Jari and Casey Smith, more so Tristan Jari this season. But yeah, I mean, I just I couldn't believe that the Penguins did not get at least a point out of that game and they didn't win the game. I mean, after the Gensel goal, um, they just kept coming at the Islanders in waves. I mean, Cindy Crosby probably had five to ten high danger chances for that game. I mean, every time he was stepping onto the ice, they his line had a, a scoring chance. I think they controlled what sixty five percent of the expected goals. I think I mean, it might have been close to seventy percent. I have to go double check it, but you know, his line with Gensel and Rust is just posting some elite numbers right now. And I would expect that to continue on Thursday. I mean, and even for Evgeny Malkin, I thought he played a great game too. Cody CC, Jason Zucker, Kasperi Kalp, and you know, we have a lot more to get to um, on this episode, including uh, listener takeaways. I absolutely love that segment. That, of course, is the third segment for this podcast. But before we do get to that, it is time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is BetOnline.ag. You can sign up today for your free account and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off. Welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget, guys, that's promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, guys, let's talk about some goaltending. Um, it's bad. Uh, I think that's the best way to say it. The Penguins' goaltending right now is atrocious. It's pathetic. It's whatever bad word you want to call it. I think they have the worst five-on-five, even the strength goaltending in the league this season. Um, I think Tristan Jari right now is at 855 or something. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. I said before the season, all you need is average goaltending. I mean, imagine if they were getting 9-10 goaltending right now. I mean, they'd probably be in second place for the division. I mean, that's just how, you know, I know they've kind of taken some periods off, but with the way they've been coming back, if they can just get a timely save at least once during a a big moment for a game, I mean, you're talking about a different season here, potentially, for the Penguins right now, not a 5-5-1 and and record where you're just barely holding on to a playoff spot as of this recording. It's just... I just I don't get it. You know, I, I didn't expect the goaltending this season to be as bad as it was last year. I mean, and I know Jari was good for large stretches of last year, but I was mainly talking about Matt Murray. And you know, Murray got a lot of hate from people, but I don't see the same people hating on Tristan Jari the way they hated on Matt Murray. I've always will say this, guys: the way that Matt Murray got treated by this fan base was nothing short of disgusting. And you know, it's not gonna happen right now because everyone loves Tristan Jari, but. I mean, I'm going to be objective. Tristan Jari has stunk this year. I mean, I know he got that three-year deal, $3.5 million per. I mean, it was basically like flipping a coin going into this season but between which goalie to take. And 
I thought he was going to play much better than this. Again, I'm wrong. But it's just this team's inability to get a timely save during a big moment, whether it's late in the game, second period, first period after you tied the game, took the lead. It's just, it's extraordinary to me. It's, it really is. I just, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, you saw it during the game against the Islanders. I mean, Teddy Bluger takes that really stupid penalty. I mean, sometimes, you know, you got to have the old hockey cliche, take a hit to make a play. That's what he should have done there. Just chip the puck out. There's no reason to flip the puck out. I always will hate the delay of game penalty. I think it is the stupidest penalty in the league. Um, I mean, you're getting a penalty for shooting it out of play on an accident. I mean, I, I think that's a stupid call, but, you know, I'm not I'm not the NHL rules expert here. But anyways, getting back to the original point. Your team is down a man. The goaltender has a clear vision. At, I think it was, what, Pollock taking the shot? Pollock? I think it was Pollock. There is nobody in front of Tristan Jari and just lets the puck leak through. And then Andres Lee, one of the best net front presences in the league, just pokes it home and then we all go home sad. I mean, it's just like... Jari, like, you have to make a save there. Like, I- I'm never going to be the guy all the time that's like, oh my god, the goalie stinks. Oh my god, please, for the love of God, always make a save. But at that moment, when you're that close to getting a point, there's two minutes basically remaining in the game. You have a real good opportunity to still win the game. You have to give the team a timely save when they need it. And, you know, I'm not going to absolve the Penguins' penalty kill there either. It was a garbage effort. The PK has been terrible this year. Um, I don't really know why it's gotten so bad. I think they're, they're maybe being too aggressive with stuff, but like they didn't even clear the puck there and try to help Jari, which was terrible. But I mean, he just, he has to make that save. You cannot let that puck lead through like that, um, especially with Anders Lee right there. No one is taking him away. Um, why is that happening? I have no idea. Chris Letang was honestly just kind of standing right there watching Anders Lee score, but the Islanders just had no business winning that game. And you know, they just they needed a timely save, and he did make some good saves in the second period where the Penguins were attempting to come back. Some, some couple really big 10-bell saves, I should say. But at that moment, you have to make that save. There is no one in front of you. You're not getting screened. You have a clear sight to the puck with the shooter. Make a save. That, that's all I'm going to say on that. Hopefully he does it next game. I also would not be surprised, though, if Casey DeSmith starts next game. But the goaltending is just really hurting this team right now. Um, it's just... It's bad. I mean, <laughs> like I said, guys, you have one of the worst 5v5 um, goaltending in the league. You're not going to go anywhere. The team is 5-5-1 five and five and one right now because of that. I mean, your stars are they're starting to produce more. I mean, it was great to see Jake Gensel get on the scoreboard, another 5v5 goal for him. And just the way he was able to just slowly like get himself open, great pass from Sid, by the way. It's just You don't teach that stuff with Gensel and just fired it past um, Varlamov like it was nothing. Also, you know, Kasperi Kapanen continues to look great. I think he has six points in the team's eight games this season. Well, six points in his eight games this season. Excuse me, of course, he had to miss a couple games. But he's been one of their best players this year. This trade continues to look better and better. I will give kudos to Jim Rutherford for that. But he's just flying every time he comes on the ice. I just, I'm really liking what I'm seeing right now. He just, he creates scoring chances every time he's out there. He looks like a great fit with Gino and Zucker. And, you know, everyone talked about Kasperi Kapanen going to be on Sidney Crosby's line. You know, Gino said, you know, the hell with that. I'm just going to take him away from you, Sid. Um, and speaking of Gino, great to see him get on the board. I think that was his first 5v5 goal for the Penguins this season. You know, we'll do a little bit of a golf clap right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but we're doing a golf clap for him. Um, I thought that was one of his best games of the season, was skating with authority, creating chances in the offensive zone, wasn't forcing anything too much, and I thought defensively he was all right too. So, you know, we're making some progress with Evgeny Malkin, which is the important part 
Great start from him. We'll see if that can continue on Thursday. And, you know, let's get to some Cody CC talk because it is crazy to me how he continually plays well. And I was asking Jesse Marshall about this, who writes for The Athletic about the uh, for the Penguins, of course. You know, I don't know who's going to win that number six job between Chad Ruedel and Cody CC. I mean, before the season, I was all on Chad Ruedel. I still kind of am. But just with the way that CC's been playing, he's not making any mistakes. Uh, definitely not nearly as bad as Jack Johnson was. I mean, that's for sure. But, you know, you look at some of the underlying numbers. Um, he had 10-19 even strength time on ice, I think, going into the third period. He had 63% of the shot attempt share, 61% of the expected goal share. That all comes via natural stat trick. Um, he's just been that good offensively. Um, no one saw this coming from Cody CC. I mean, I, a couple of my buddies, you know, kind of told me, Hey, don't sleep on him. He's going to be good. You know, I'll be wrong on that, but you know, I'm kind of in the majority of being wrong right now, but I mean, it's just, this is going to be a hell of a competition. I'm really curious to see if CC keeps this up and there's a good chance that he will, um, that's going to be a very big roster battle between Chad Ruedel and Cody CC, because I really think Ruedel has been steady as well. And you just you really may not go wrong with either decision. So yeah, I know yeah. Who who saw that coming coming into this season, guys? I, I don't really think most people didn't. Of course, like I just said. So I don't even know why I'm repeating myself. But let's see. You know, other stuff to come out of this game. Uh, Brandon Tanev continues to look awesome. That's just my daily reminder to you all that Brandon Tanev looks great. Uh, Mark Jankowski's been really bad ever since those first couple of games in Philadelphia. I think I saw on Danny's Twitter, Shire Irving of the Pens vlog, I think he's like wins above replacement is like 40-something percent or something like that. Um, he's been one of the worst skaters um this season. I know he only makes 700 k but you know, this team's gonna need another floor just because he's not doing anything offensively. And that was the big concern for him. You know, are you gonna get the Jankowski that we saw the two seasons prior to the last one? Or are you gonna get the Jankowski from last season who only had five goals and seven points in like 50-something games? It looks like right now you're gonna get that Jankowski, last year's version of him, and not the two seasons prior to that. So um, it's definitely been a big struggle. Uh, for Jane Kalski, that's for sure. You know, another great game from P.O. Joseph. He just, he's playing 25, 26 minutes a night and he's just looking flawless. And, oh yeah, he got to score his first NHL goal. Um, just a beautiful shot over Varlamov. Great pass from Gensel. And, you know, he's going to be on this team for a long time. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him right now. Um, I, I just, I know I say this about a lot of players on the team, but just his vision on the ice his skating ability, getting the puck out of the defensive zone with ease, his just in the offensive zone creating chances. Um, he's just he's awesome, and I still I, I can't for the life of me understand how he was on the taxi squad to begin this season. Just with the way that he's playing right now, I mean, I just you know. It, why did Jim Rutherford have to go out and get Mike Matheson? I mean, P.O. Joseph was ready before the season. He's ready now, and he's not going to come out of the lineup, guys. He's just, he's not. But I think that's basically it uh, for this game before I get to the listener takeaways. I mean, they just got to start finding some results, man. I mean, if you're not going to, if these none of these goalies are going to make saves, you got to go out and trade for someone that will, because I'm tired of watching these guys just not get a timely save from one of their goalies, just have one of the worst save percentages in the league. Uh, maybe you can go out and trade for Darcy Kemper, because Antti Ranta, I think, is the starter out in Arizona. It would probably take a lot to get him, but you know, you may not have a choice at this point. Um, other options on the market, there's just really not a lot out there. So we're going to have to see. We have to wait to see who is hired to be the general manager so that they can get like a pulse on the team, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, there was there was obviously a lot to like about this game for the Penguins, great at 5v5, but just got to cut down on the defensive breakdowns. You got to get a save. And just, you know, the, if the Penguins play the way they played 
on Saturday, on Thursday against the Islanders, they'll win that game. Just minus, of course, getting their defensive breakdowns and just getting more saves. But before we do get to the next segment, it is time to talk about Built Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, caramel brown and cookies and cream, cherry barkia, 12 originals, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, etc. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. One of my favorite flavors is still the coconut almond. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hody. So let's get into the listener takeaways. I really appreciate you guys sending all these in, um, as always. Um, let's start with Gilbert the Go. Very unfortunate loss. Pittsburgh just keeps finding ways to lose games that they deserve to win. The Crosby line looked great as well as Gino. Yep, I agree with you so far, man. I thought the Sid line was just dominant. Gino looked finally good. Mike Matheson is awful. He continues. I can't wait for Pedersen to come back. Jari was okay, I guess. Still needs to improve if Pittsburgh wants to make a run. I mean, yeah, Gilbert, like I said, man, they just need to have average goaltending and they'll be fine. But I just... Both goalies have shown this year that they're not going to give them that. So, I mean, you kind of have to hope that Jari turns it around. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Um, but if it doesn't, you know, you go out and trade for a veteran backup. You know, you're probably – I floated Darcy Kemper out there, but, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get him just because Arizona's going to want a lot for him. Um, Gilbert also says, I'm honestly starting to get worried about our chances at the playoffs. I know it's only been 11 games with points only being gained in our division. It's concerning. Yeah, man, like I understand what you're saying with that. I mean, the Penguins, it was always kind of a coin flip for this team to make the playoffs this year. I know I had them at second, but with this division, you're going to have at least one really good team miss the playoffs. Right now, I think that's the Islanders. Um, but, you know, could it be the Flyers? Could it be the Capitals? Who knows? You know, they're both also off to really good starts, so who knows with that. Um, Anson Piper says, the more games I watch, the more I realize the Pens need to focus on bringing up younger prospects. May help to motivate the veterans. I'm sick of watching our... This is this is a great saying, um, Anson. Please, thank you for saying this. He goes, I'm sick of watching our paralysis of analysis power play. Perfect way to say it for the power play, though. Anson, the Penguins did not get a power play in that game. So we didn't get to see what their little new looks that they're going to have on the power play have. Um, as for bringing up the younger prospects, I mean, I'm not really sure who you would want them to bring up. I mean, obviously, P.O. Joseph has been great. Drew O'Connor, he's right. He's okay right now. But who else would you call up? I mean, Sam Miletek. I mean, a couple other people down in Wilkes-Barre. I mean, there's just, they don't have a lot of players that are NHL ready yet. I mean, going into the season, you know, some people thought that P.O. Joseph was NHL ready. I mean, we've obviously found out right away that he is. But, you know, just other than that, and then, you know, Drew O'Connor, who impressed in training camp, there's just not a lot of younger talent in the system right now that I think is NHL ready. So I think it's going to be a while that, you know, that if, if they're going to bring up younger prospects um, into the system, I would say. I mean, I don't even really care for Sam Lafferty that much. Um True North Prince fam says, I know it's late, but I usually watch the games in the morning. Things were looking up here and two dumb penalties in each of the last two games that caused the regulation loss. Those ones hurt. I hate the rule, but it's a rule. Of course, he's talking about the delay of game. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I hate it. I think it's one of the stupidest calls, not only in hockey, but in all of sports. But, you know, that's just what happens. He also says, too much time to think about these losses, though. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers won. They were really close there, too. I mean, they, they could have taken that game to overtime. Again, it was a late power play goal in the third period. That cost them just because the penalty kill right now is atrocious. Um, they're just too aggressive. Mike Bellucci's unit needs to dial back on some of the pressuring. Um, they just got to start getting pucks out. I mean, that's really what it boils down to at this point. 
Um, Fry Time says the two returning defensemen didn't seem to help. Awful penalty by Bluger. Jari just has to be better if he wants to be the number one. Nice to see the top six looking better. Again, man, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, if, if Jari's not going to play like this, they're just going to give the Smith more starts or they're just trade for someone, like I said. I mean, Latang was terrible. You said it. Matheson was bad. Bluger just needs to take a hit to make a play there. And I agree, man. The top six looked great in that game. Um, Sid was on fire. Rust has created chances every night now. Gensel's looking better. And then the Geno captain and Zucker line continues to excel as well. Um, Ryan Howell says Jari Eagle's not great and the PK is awful. Again, I mean, he's basically agreeing with everyone in the thread so far. Yeah, I mean, both PK and Tristan Jari have to be better if the Penguins are going to win games and make the playoffs. Um, Mr. Know-it-all says two bad teams going at it and it makes a competitive game. Just saying, I mean, I, I wouldn't call these two teams bad per se. I think they're mainly average right now. I mean, obviously the Islanders are not playing that well, but you know, I think it's basically just two average teams going at it, but I do think the Penguins were much better of the play in the game. But he also says, if I were coach, I'd be worried about being unemployed when the new GM is hired. Something needs to change. There's too much talent to be this bad. I mean, I do understand where some people are coming from with making a change with Mike Sullivan. I personally wouldn't do it since I think he's a top five coach. But, you know, could his message be going stale? The new GM will be in. It won't be his coach that he hired. You know, if the team continues to struggle and they fall out of the playoff race, I would not be surprised if the GM, whether it's Ron Hextall, Chris McFarlane, someone like that just pulls the trigger on a coaching change and hires someone like Gerard Gallant or something like that you know I've seen Bruce Boudreaux's name flown around hard pass for me I don't know why some people are so stuck on Bruce Boudreaux guy hasn't won shit in the playoffs even though he's been done decent in the regular season but I really appreciate you guys sending in those listener takeaways I'm going to continue to do them for each game as it's just a hell of a lot of fun. But that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Tomorrow we'll probably have some GM search updates. It sounds like Ron Hextall got his second interview today, Monday, with the Penguins. So he's probably going to be one of the finals. We'll also see if Rob Rossi or Josh Yeo, we have any updates on The Athletic with the search. So we'll have another episode tomorrow, and I will talk to you all then. Hope you all have a great rest of your day.